Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Let us always be thankful for what God has given us and done in our lives. Today we're very excited to have Brother Luke Medlin with us, and uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord will do through him today. I um, had the wonderful privilege many, many years ago early on in our ministry to meet his mother and father. And there's something about being young that is uh, very special because in your youth, not only are are you young, but you're tender and pliable and impressionable. And uh, so many times the things that we receive in in our youth are things that we take with us without a doubt, all the way through our lives. And so I'm very thankful not only that I had the privilege to meet Brother Medlin's mother and father, but I had the privilege to meet them at a particular time in my life where they touched us, Sister Boyd and I, together and uh, made a huge impression on us. What a tender and gentle spirit. Every time I've ever thought of Brother Steve Medlin and his wife, those are the things that come to my mind. What a tender and gentle man, and I appreciate so very, very much the privilege uh, today to have his son with us. Our lives have gone in two separate uh, directions through the years, and uh, at General Conference, we were walking out of the auditorium one night, and Brother Medlin and his family came up and uh, reintroduced themselves to us, and I was very, very thankful for that, and uh, his wife is not with us, and their children, his his father-in-law has been very ill, and so she is at home in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, taking care of him, helping to take care of him. But we're thankful that we have Brother Medlin with us today, and amen. Let's not make him struggle and work. Praise God. Let's just lean in. Amen. Lean in. I, I, I say this, there's never a time that when somebody stands behind this desk that we don't need what they have to offer. But at the same time, there's never a time that they don't need what we have to offer. And so let's not just let this be a one-way street, but let an ebb and flow of the Spirit begin to move from this desk to those pews. And in that, God can touch us. I want only not only to be anointed of God, but I want to be anointed of the, of the people of God. And when you have that great combination, God can do marvelous things. Let's make Brother Medlin welcome to this pulpit in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let's just worship him a little bit right now. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I praise you, Lord God. I thank you for your sweet anointing that I feel in this place. I thank you for your presence, oh God. I worship you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing that is in this place. We thank you for your presence, oh God, that we feel in a mighty way right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, can we just worship him a little more? Come on, can we praise him? Give him the glory and the honor that is due unto him. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord God. Glory and honor to your name, Jesus. Glory and honor to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you all this morning and uh, to be reconnected with Brother Boyd. Uh, last time I remember seeing him, I was probably like 10, 11 years old, I think, maybe maybe younger, but uh, uh, he doesn't look like he's changed one bit. <laughs> it was a good thing I could recognize him. <laughs> Amen, amen. Um, I have uh, some books out in the back. Uh, we have, a, there's a pastor back home that writes novels, and then he has a, a book on a testimony of some things that he went through with his wife uh, when she had a, a seizure, or not a seizure, but a, uh, a stroke, and a tumor was found in her brain, and how God healed her and delivered her. Those books are available, and then I have some of uh, Florida's very own Jeff Arnold, uh, books back there as well, um, several of his books that he's allowed me to uh, um, take on the road and, and sell uh, as well. And then I have some uh, CDs of prior uh, sermons that I preach in other places, and those are available uh, afterwards. I want to get right into the Word this morning in Exodus chapter 28, and uh, I'm going to ask that you just bear with me for a few moments because... Uh, I'm not going to be very long, but I'm going to kind of teach a little bit here at the beginning before I preach, and uh, I believe that uh, God is going to demonstrate His hand here this morning, amen? He's already manifested His presence, I feel it, and I already see the Holy Ghost moving right now, and uh, so I believe that God is going to demonstrate His hand, Amen. Can we just lift up our hands one more time and just magnify him? Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord God. God, I know, Lord God Almighty, that you're about to move in this place. God, I ask that you prepare every heart and mind, Lord God, for what you're about to do. God, I ask that you open the ears to hear, the minds to understand and to perceive, Lord God. I thank you for your anointing, O God, that is already moving, your spirit that is already dealing, Lord God. We give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 28, beginning in verse 23. I'm just ask that, uh, <clears throat> bear with me, I'm not going to give you a title here at the beginning. I'm going to give it to you a little bit later on. Exodus 28 and beginning in verse 23. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate two rings of gold and shalt put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. And thou shalt put the two wreathen chains of gold in the two rings which are on the ends of the breastplate. And the other two ends of the two wreathen chains thou shalt fasten in the two ouches and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod before it. And thou shalt make two rings of gold, and thou shalt put them upon the two ends of the breastplate in the border thereof, which is in the side of the ephod inward. And the other rings of gold thou shalt make, and shalt put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath, toward the forepart thereof. 
over against the other coupling thereof, above the curious girdle of the ephod. And they shall bind the breastplate by the rings thereof unto the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, that it may be above the curious girdle of the ephod, and that the breastplate be not loose from the ephod. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth in unto the holy place for memorial before the Lord continually. And thou shalt put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth in before the Lord. And Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continually. With your hands lifted up, one more time, loving Father, Master, Savior. Lord, we thank you for your word. We know that it's anointed, Lord God. And God, I pray right now, Lord God, that every ear be open to hear, Lord God. Every heart, Lord God, to accept your word, Lord God. Let the seed fall on the good and fertile ground. Lord, let it be cultivated. Let it be watered, Lord God. And I'm asking, Lord, that you give the increase. I'm asking, Lord, that you save, heal, and deliver this morning, Lord God. I'm asking, Lord, that you demonstrate your hand in a mighty way. And God, we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So here we have God giving Moses instruction about the breastplate. And in particular, he begins to talk about the Urim and the Thummim. Basically, the breastplate was something that the high priest would wear that would be just below the neck and just above the abdomen here. And inside that breastplate were 12 stones. Upon those stones were the names of the children of Israel. But then there was something else that the Lord commanded that Aaron should have close to his heart, and that was the Urim. And basically what it was, it was little sack just kind of like this, but there was two rocks in it. One was black and one was white. And basically what this was was that when the children of Israel or the high priests didn't have time to go into the holiest of holies and pass the, the veil to commune with God and they needed an answer, he could simply walk up to the veil if they were inquiring, Lord, should we go to war? What should we do with this situation? The high priest could simply walk up to the veil, slip his hand in behind the breastplate, and he would pull out a rock. If it was a white rock, it was yes. If it was a black rock, it was no. And so the children of Israel depended upon the high priest to be able to give them an answer from God. One commentary says that the Urim is light. It was stated that maybe sometimes that when they pulled out a white rock that it would begin to illuminate. It would begin to give off a glow and shine. Another commentary says that it's lights and perfection. It's revelation and truth or doctrine and truth. The Urim and the Thummim were used to give that answer from God when they needed an immediate answer. And so we see in 1 Samuel 28 and 6, and when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. 
It's pretty sad that when God doesn't even speak to you with just a simple rock. He couldn't get an answer from God in dreams. He couldn't get an answer from God through the prophets. And he wasn't getting an answer from God by just a simple rock from the priest. Numbers 27 and 19 says, And set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall, be, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. So here, once again, God is speaking to Moses. And he's talking about who the next high priest is going to be. And he's talking about Joshua is going to replace him. And he's telling him that Eleazar is going to be the next priest that Joshua could go to. You see, it's important to have a man of God in your life that when you can't hear from God, he can get an answer for you. Because there's going to be times in your life that you don't know if God is there. You don't know if God is even hearing your prayers. But there's a man of God that can get a hold of God and get an answer for you. And then in Ezra and Nehemiah, the children of Israel just got back from Babylon after being in captivity. And they are being told they don't need to proceed. In Ezra 2 and 63... And the Tershatha said unto them, They should not eat of the most holy things, till there stood up a priest with the Urim and with the Thummim. Basically, we don't need to go any further until we hear from God. We don't need to do anything else until we have a man of God that can speak and tell us what direction we need to go. There are times in your life where you just need to remain still and wait for a man of God to give you a word from God, to speak into your life. And so if the commentaries say that the Urim is light, then it would make sense that why James wrote in 1.17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, when God speaks, He doesn't change His mind. He doesn't say one thing and then go and say something else Later on down the road, when God speaks, His word is settled. There's no changing it. There's no variableness to God. And so we come to Revelations 2 and 17. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone. And in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Here it is. Jesus does not own a black rock. If you're a child of God and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, his promises are yea and amen to you. He always gives you a yes answer. He does not own a black rock. 
Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, God has given you a promise. He's spoken to you. He said that he would fulfill his promise in your life. If he said that he's going to heal you, then you can expect the healing. If he said that he would deliver you, then deliverance is on the way. If he promised revival, revival is coming. If he said that your lost loved ones would be in this house, then you better expect it because his answer is always yes to those that overcome, that are filled with the Holy Ghost because Jesus does not own a black rock one commentary said that the Urim and the Thummim was a standard so we know what Isaiah 59 and 19 says it says that when the enemy shall come in like a flood the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it in other words when the enemy tries to come in and tell you that God's not going to do it God says no 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 I've already spoken my word I've already handed them a white rock I've already given them a yes answer Because the enemy wants to intimidate you and the enemy wants you to make you feel that God isn't going to fulfill his promise in your life. And so we get battered and we get beat. The enemy tells us God's not going to do it. It's not going to happen. But God says, I've given an answer. I've already said yes. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an unexpected end. God has an expected end for you. God has a promise for you. The past three years have been nothing but hell for me. I give up a career in the Marine Corps. I lose my mom and my dad within one year. But God gave me a promise. God spoke to me. The enemy tried to intimidate me. The enemy tried to tell me that it wasn't going to happen and that God was not going to fulfill the word that he spoke to me. But God said, no, no, no. I've given you a white rock. I've given you a yes answer. Don't let hell intimidate you. Don't let hell tell you that I will not fulfill my promise. So God is here this morning and he's giving out some white rocks. What is it that maybe you're expecting or that God has spoken to you in the past? Has he given you a right rock? Has he said yes to you? Has he? See, the enemy wants you to feel that God ain't going to do it, that God isn't going to fulfill his word or his promise. But Jesus never owns a black rock. He, he doesn't own a black He doesn't say no to his children. So what promises has God given you? What word has he spoken to you in your life? What promises are you holding fast to? It might have been years ago. It may be months or weeks ago. But what is the promise that you're holding on to? What is the word that he's spoken to you? Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Come on. God has given you a yes answer. God has given you a yes answer. He's handed you a white stone. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Starting to lose my voice here. <clears throat> Jesus' name. Don't let hell intimidate you. Don't let hell tell you that God is not going to fulfill the promise in your life. 
Don't let hell tell you that God will not answer your prayers. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the power of God dwelling inside of you. So God's already given you a promise. He's already given you a white stone. That name is Jesus Christ. That stone is Jesus Christ. You've got Jesus. That, that ought to be enough to make anybody go crazy in an apostolic church knowing that the enemy cannot change God's word and that God has already given you a yes answer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Would you just worship the Lord right now? God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, you've spoken a yes answer to your people, Lord. God, you've given some promises, and hell has tried to intimidate. Hell has tried to steal, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I come against this. I curse the very root of this right now in my body. I command my voice to be restored right now in the name of Jesus. Hell, you will not intimidate. In the name of Jesus. Come on, God has given you some answers. He's given you a white stone. He's given you a promise. And don't let hell intimidate you. Don't let hell tell you that God will not fulfill his word. He will not fulfill his promise. Don't let hell intimidate you. Would you just stand a minute? Would you stand and lift up your hands? In the name of Jesus. God, right now I see your spirit already beginning to work and deal right now. In the name of Jesus. of her head to the soles of her feet right now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, God is here right now. <clears throat> Come on, God is here right now. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Come on, there's healing in the house. There's healing in the house. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let your healing virtue begin to flow right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I loose it right now by the power and the authority of the house. I speak the healing in this body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Come on, Jesus doesn't own a black rock. He doesn't say no to his children. What do you have need of this morning? What do you need God to do for you right now? What have you been asking for? What have you been praying for? He's here to give you a white stone. He's here to give you a promise. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, take my yoke for it is easy. My yoke. Why? Because it's his yoke. We don't need any other explanation than that. Our problem is, is that as we get older, as we grow older in God, we get more confident that I can do this on my own. I can take one. I know how to handle this situation. I've seen how God's done it in the past. So I, I know how it's going to work out. No. What we need to do is put our faith and trust and confidence in him. Take his yoke. Let him lead the way. Let him guide and direct us. We're just along for the ride. We got to be obedient to him, to his voice, to his word. There's got to be obedience. Obedience to his word. You see, we got to get out of our comfort zone. We get too complacent at times. Go and read Exodus chapter 1. The children of Israel were in bondage and captivity, but yet they were blessed and they prospered, even in Egypt. And even as slaves, slaves, said they prospered. That means that you can be blessed even in your Egypt. But you see, they didn't begin to cry out until Pharaoh began to kill their sons, which was their future. And if you dwell in Egypt too long, your dreams and your future will die. Pharaoh will kill it. The greatest miracle that God did was not the great exodus. It was not the plagues and the pestilence that he sent, but is that he sent a Pharaoh that would oppress them
to get them to leave the place of comfortability that they have remained in for too long. And God wants you to discern that sometimes the things that you're going through, it's not an all-out attack from hell, but that God let a Pharaoh come to oppress you, to get you out of your comfort zone so that you would go to the place that he wants you to be. To walk in his spirit, to be used of him. You see, the gifts of the spirit and the working of the spirit are not just for the ministry, but each and every one of you. He's given you power. He's given you authority. He's given you a white stone. He said, yes, you can do this. Yes, you can speak my word. Yes. Jesus does not own a black rock. Can there be revival? Yes. Can you get healed tonight, this afternoon? Yes. Can you get the deliverance that you need? Yes. Hallelujah. Would you lift up your hands one more time? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your promises, Lord. God, I thank you for the Holy Ghost that is moving in this place. I thank you for your spirit, oh God, right now that is working right now amongst us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you need a healing in your body, would you come and stand right here? If you need a healing in your body, I want you to come stand right here. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you all just look at me just for a moment. We're going to pray all together real quick here, all right? We're going to ask God to forgive us for anything that we have may have done wrong. You see, this, this is what happens. This is how it works, all right? Everything that happens in the natural and the physical is nothing more than what's taking place in the spiritual. And so if there's afflictions in our body because there's something going on in the spiritual, maybe we've trespassed the law, the word of God, could be an all-out attack from the enemy trying to disrupt or maybe there's hurts and pains in our heart and mendings that need to take place. And so what we're going to do is we're all going to pray together. And we're going to ask God just to forgive us if there's anything. Maybe we don't even realize that we did it. But we're just going to simply ask God to forgive us. If there's anything we've said, anything we've done, anything we've thought, to forgive us. And if there's past hurts, maybe there's people that we haven't forgiven or people that we still harbor things. I'm going to ask them to forgive us for that. And maybe it's just an all-out attack from the enemy. We're going to come against that. 
Or maybe God's just raising up a Pharaoh to get you to leave your place of comfort so that you'll call out to him to go to that place that he wants you to be in him. So I want you to do right now is lift up your hands. And we're going to pray right now. Lord Jesus, God, I'm asking you to forgive us. Forgive me, Lord, if I've said anything, if I've done anything, God, if I've thought anything that's contrary to your word. I'm asking you to forgive me right now, Lord Jesus. God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would cleanse me, Lord God, by the washing of the water of your word. God, if there's anything in my heart that I harbor toward anybody, any anger, Lord God, any resentment, I'm asking you to forgive me. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that the enemy that has come against, Lord, the enemy that has tried to tear down my body, I bind up by the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. I take authority and dominion right now. And I loose the healing virtue right now, Lord God. Let it begin to flow right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Faith arise right now, Lord God. Let faith be increased right now, Lord God Almighty. We believe your word, O oh God. We believe your promises. We believe, O oh God Almighty, the power of your word, Lord God. Come on, faith. Faith is nothing more than a response to what God has already spoken. Faith is nothing more than responding to the word of God, responding to the promises that he's already given you. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your healing power, Lord. I thank you for your healing touch right now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, 
please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.